Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is man like Doreen. Hi, this is Tom Thurwa. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the nightmare fuel hustle alone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, O'Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe a pro. Hello and welcome to Brit Rest Journey on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Visage. How are you doing this evening, Visage? Um, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, huge thanks for joining us this evening. Oh, no uh, how have you been today? Uh, yeah, I've been good, thank you. It's been um, a long, long day after a very long week. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, fair, been, yeah. it's been very good. I've been um, training, well, Training in the morning with the gym, and then I'm at um, Alex Windsor um, oh, cool. at the ring for a few hours just to get her back because she's got um, shows coming back after four years of being off. So um, very excited. Oh, <laughs> cool. So, so how how did you find surviving lockdown? Also, yeah, it was you know it was a you know a change. I think that's a change for everyone. I don't think mm. anyone really knew how to handle it um but you know after, once you get used to it it i don't know it just becomes the daily now doesn't it so no it's all right i mean i've looked at lockdown and covid in general as like a restart mm-hmm. so you know it, yeah fitness uh stopping drinking all that getting healthy all the fun stuff that you were yes <laughs> that you always say you're gonna do because you you. your life's so busy but then you mm. can't really put it off when the world says, okay, cool, let's take a break. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you've got in great shape over the last, like, 12 months, I think. So well, well, tell us about how the transformation stops. So, so. Yeah, I mean, thank you. Um, hey, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Um, I just – so there's a guy that work, that um, is learning to do his PT um, course who, who trains at House of Pain, which is where I started, like, wrestling. Yes. Um, and he just needs clients to basically, like – get his portfolio building and you know before he can start working in like real gyms and stuff but it's hard I from what I gather from what I you know from the conversations we've had I think it's been mm-hmm. hard with him oh he started his PT course in 2020 obviously so you couldn't really he could do all of his practical but he couldn't do his theory um Definitely. no he couldn't sorry the other way around he could do all of his theory but he couldn't do his practical um because obviously gyms were closed um so this is the last bit I think for him to pass his um for qualifications so he was looking for uh just like a couple of clients um and i mean i was thinking of getting into shape but i was always, i was always one of those people that were like i can't stand the gym i hate like yeah, just the, <laughs> yeah i hate it and i hate like not knowing what i'm doing and that was the biggest thing like i just didn't know what how to like what i was doing when i was there um mm-hmm. so yeah to the pt and i've had pts before but none of them have like lasted really but the thing is Riley, um, Riley Nova is who the guy I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The thing is Riley, because he's also training in wrestling. So a lot of our PT stuff is like formed around wrestling. So And we have the ring as well at House of Pain. So we can kind of jump in and out of the ring between oh, amazing. Our, our gym sessions as well. So it's cool. I mean, I, I love it. And now I know more about the gym. So if I go to a normal gym, I, I won't go to the right place. Um, but yeah, it's been yeah. amazing, and I, you know, in the short time that I've been seeing him, I think I've been seeing him maybe like 
four or five months. I'm not too sure now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. My whole body's changed, which is, you know, incredible. Apparently, all that exercising and healthy eating works, which is really annoying. <laughs> I never believed it. I just thought it was yeah. what uh, athletic people said. Yeah. <laughs> but no, apparently, it's true. Oh. Were there any matches or storylines in 2020 you're particularly looking forward to that you couldn't do due to COVID? Or... Just wrestling, really. I mean, we did. Um, so I took a break in 2019. I took a break for six months um, yeah. just to get like my health back up, my mental health as well. Um, I took a small break. And then I was due to come back in February 2020. And I was coming back full time. Like, I didn't have a, mm-hmm. a, a job, like a, a shoot job, a real job. Um, because the bookings that I had for 2020, they were going to carry me out throughout the whole year, which was amazing. Oh, um, amazing. Again, the world said, no, thank you, um, and put a stop to that. So, yeah, I was just looking forward to going full-time for the first time in my, at that point, five years, six, four or five years in wrestling. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I was looking forward to the whole of 2020, but it just never happened. So, but, oh, you know, well, hopefully 2022 will be the will be the first full-time year because 2021 as amazing as it has been to have shows back now we're almost in september so you know <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> well one great thing you did do during lockdown which i loved was the charles crowley you're calling invited how did you get involved with that so... oh that was amazing um i got a, a message yeah it was it was really fun mm. um i got a, a, um, a dm off um charles um, just saying that he was interested in filming this thing, but he didn't really know, like he couldn't really tell me very much because obviously it was a secret project. Um, but he was saying mm-hmm. like, it's about like the death of Brit Rest and he wanted characters in it. And I think it was a really prominent time as well anyway with like the Speaking Out movement, which was again, one of mm-hmm. the best things come out of 2020. Um, but also yeah. like all the fan reaction of being like, oh, well, all the people that are getting spoken out about are like, the top people so Brit Russ is dead, which is so fucking stupid. Um, stupid I think yeah. it was I think it was Crowley's way of um of basically making fun of that and, you know, not making fun of it, but showing that actually there's plenty of talent still available mm-hmm. and around the British scene. Um Definitely. and then also poking fun at the whole like Brit Russ is dead by literally massacring all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I know it wasn't quite suitable for my six-year-old people. So. When we first watched it, we didn't know there was going to be death and stuff at the end. It's just so we saw all yeah. favourite wrestlers. I think so. <laughs> but yeah, we have yeah. we have watched it a few times. He loves. It, so. It's great. I mean, I think um, there's a there's a story. Kanji, um, so Kanji's little sister's like three, and her little brother is yeah. seven or eight. Um, and she hadn't told them anything. So the scene when she's getting pogo stick to death and there's like blood <laughs> shooting everywhere, apparently there was a there was a lot of tears on that um, on that evening. <laughs> yeah, I, um, until recently I didn't realise what good friends you and Kanji were because I interviewed her about two years ago. It's when she was having that big feud with um, Charlie Evans and about the top three falls at um, Resurgence. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't realise what great friends you were. So, but yeah. I was gutter for her that she had to re- vacate her championship at the weekend, was it? Oh, nice. So. No, yeah, me and Winner, uh, yes, me and Kanji have, uh, we've, we've been best friends for like, well, since she started really, so what, three, four years now. Um, mm. I saw her, I remember <clears throat> when she started, she was, I don't know, 
because obviously she started at House of Pain too. And I, at that point, I'd been doing it for maybe like a year and a half to a year. Um, so yeah. I was comfortable around that, <clears throat> that that school and area. And I just saw she was so like eager to learn and so incredible in there, even when she, you know, had only just started. Um, and you could, but she was so shy, like mm-hmm. she was so, so shy. And I remember just being like, right, take you under my wing and just like, like, yes. <laughs> really because I could see that she was going to be amazing I just didn't want her to be like stuck in a training school because it's so mm-hmm. hard to like you could be the best most amazing wrestler in the world but if you've not got people looking out for you to take you to shows or to introduce to people that they know then you it, you rest in such a hard sport a hard like business to get into that if you don't have people yeah. to, to look out for you then you're never going to really get those breaks so I mean it it worked I mean, I'm glad she yeah, came definitely. to those Southside shows because those Southside shows that I was on and she met, like, the the promoter. And I remember it was her birthday, the 23rd of June, uh, 2016. Oh, wow. In 2017, yeah. she, um, there was, uh, someone dropped out of a show, one of, like, the all-women shows that the Southside were running at the time. And I remember uh, Ben, the promoter at Southside, messaged me, like, um, like maybe a couple of hours, like an hour before we left. And he was like, do you think Winona's uh, like, <laughs> good enough to um, be on the show? And I was like, oh, absolutely. Give her a chance. Like, she'll be insane. And then, uh, yeah, it all went from there, really. I think her oh, first, nice. I think she had, I don't know who she had, Roxy, maybe Little Miss Roxy. And then mm-hmm. also the next show, she had like Lana, then Millie, and then Kaylee. And then... So that was of, she wrestled um, Desmond Xavier, is that some sort? Yeah, but that was a couple yeah. of years yeah. in. I think that was like... yeah. Two or three years in at that point, where she, you know, really like started building momentum. But yeah, those first mm. ones, and especially for the the women at Southside who she was wrestling at the beginning, like that is such a amazing experience to have. Like, at maybe I think she was a year in at that point to be like wrestling Millie and Kaylee and um, who else was there at that time? Lana. I'm trying to think, you know, but that kind of you know those women that you that were yeah. like the holders of like British wrestling at the time in the in the women's divisions. So I mean work. She did she like knocked it out of the park and now look yeah, at her. She's amazing. Top talent in the UK. Yeah, she was so fun to talk to when I interviewed her and I'm so glad that the last years, despite the lockdown, that she's went on to do such great things like progress and stuff. So. Yeah. It's just sad. it's just yeah, it's just sad. Like I think the the frustrating bit is like she broke her arm in Ireland, had mm-hmm. like a couple of months, had like about six, seven months off. But when she broke her arm, the world was like, COVID wasn't even a word that we ever uttered. Like, no. you know, so her her expectation was to come back to a full, you know, full audiences again. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up having to come back in this COVID like pre-taped, no audience world of wrestling, which yes. I mean, done very well in and she's and she's got the stories over and the nothing's squandered the her like intensity and then just as the world starts to open up again and the world starts to have live shows again and you know progress will eventually have lo- live shows again i'm guessing before the end of the year and it kind of just gets like cruelly taken away from her that like this yeah. first show so but you know she's doing well luckily i mean Obviously, the episode that aired on Saturday was a few months old. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they filmed it a, month, a few months ago. So she's recovering well. 
So hopefully, you know, she'll get that reaction. As long as there's not touch wood, as long as nothing happens like next March, (laughs) (laughs) we're all good. (laughs) But I think it'll be worth it. I mean, like also, if you think about it, I always I always think the best stories are, are a baby face chasing a heel for a belt anyway. I think you can tell yeah, them the stories, and I think the audience will wave you up more, like get more behind a babyface chasing. Whereas when you have a babyface champion, it they it's great, but eventually the audience gets bored. Um, so I think having that like comeback and that like reaction from the audience for her to chase Giselle for the belt will be, mm, be fun. a great story in and of itself, especially with the history that they've created. And I've got to give it to both of them, like to put on those kind of matches in tapings with no audience. And to get the reaction that they've been getting online has been like a testament to just how good both of those are, those women are. Yeah, definitely. I can, yeah, you can tell you can tell the least the progress. You can tell that some of the wrestlers haven't wrestled in front of many people. Sometimes mm. it's like you can like quite, on WWE when they did for first went in no crowd. You could tell the people who've been on the indie scene, cause like Randy Orton, because couldn't didn't quite get it, but. The piece of Bailey and Oscar and uh, Sasha Banks, you could tell they've wrestled in front of ten people and tried to get reactions and stuff yeah. like that. So I think it's yeah, like I said with progress. It did take I thought it took an episode or two for me to get into it, but yeah, I like love it also. I think the just that progress. You have that progress crowd is just what you. They yeah, that the, was always like the, that was like progress. Were I mean, every, I think most you know all wrestling shows rely on an audience, but like I think. Progress's audience definitely built themselves into the show in a w- in a way where they were so re- like such a big part of the show. Yeah. So they are. Yeah. It it was missed the first couple of episodes, but I think the uh, again not to like just kiss ass for uh, of Kanji, but like and Giselle, but I think their story really ended up hooking people in and really yeah. giving Progress something that wasn't just random matches because I think sometimes the problem is. Not with pro, not with progress, but I think with a lot of companies sometimes it is just random matches for no reason. There's no stories where, like, mm-hmm. I think especially in this era of like of of tape stuff, stories became way more important than having random matches. Because if you have random matches in front of an audience, yeah, sick. Like they're gonna react and it's gonna be cool and it's gonna be an amazing match. But once you've had like using progress as an example, once you've had Cara Noir versus like all your main top male talent then where do you go then is you know except for like defend redefending it against someone that he's already defended it against yeah it makes it's just like okay but like it's not going to get the same reaction just because there's no audience there where you build a story around it and you build a rivalry where i mean what kanji and giselle lasted three four like what seven chapters eight chapters Mm mm-hmm and it still is, yeah. like it still has, it's still, it's still going until the last chapter, really. So, and that's what fifteen, sixteen. So, it just shows that storylines, I think, are way more important when it comes to not having an an audience there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my my girlfriend's kind of intrigued by Car Noir. I said, yeah, watch his entrance once the crowd's there. It's amazing. Yeah, honestly, I, I think that is the. I think those pro, the progress shows that come on the network when there's an audience there are going to be like... I think that's what I'm excited for people that have never watched Progress, you know, because some people weren't lucky enough to go and watch Progress show live. Like, no, tics, never, not never. Tics were, weren't expensive in retrospect, but, like, they were still expensive for, like, a weekend show or a weekender or... And then travel. And, oh. so, mm. and some people couldn't... You know, 
didn't or couldn't afford the like their on-demand service so I think some people haven't really seen what a progress show is so this is their first introduction so when they actually see a progress show on the network with 200 fans it's going to be like going to be like oh this is why progress is like yes the biggest (laughs) this is Shreddy Breck aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin and you are listening to Broken but Glorious because this ain't no gimmick it's a lifestyle Cool. Let's get back to you. So, uh, what prompted you to do the tights and get in the ring yourself? Um, so I watched I I watched wrestling um, when I was younger after playing the video games with my cousins. So I played video games. I played the video game with my cousins for maybe a year before I even realised that wrestling was real. I just thought it was a video game. Um, and then they were like, "No, it's real." Like I've got some like old VHS tapes that my uh, they'd recorded, um, and I watched Sunday Night Heat. S.A. Rios versus Gilberg. Um, oh. and yeah, that that match didn't really change my life, but there was a certain lady yeah. that was in S.A. Rios's corner um, yes. that did change my life. Um, yeah, I got obsessed with Lita, absolutely obsessed. So I'd always just like seek out her matches or like whoever she was with. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like... I ended up getting into male like wrestling like the met with the men because of her. So I'd watch like Team Extreme versus like Edge and Christian, and eventually they would break split up. So I'd like watch their journeys, and then then I'd get into like oh you know Jeff Hardy's versing this person that's cool, yeah. and then I'd, then oh, I was yeah. um and then I watched it growing up. Um, always you know always thought it'd be cool to be a wrestler, but I thought it was an American thing. I never heard of British wrestling, and whenever you'd seen like the posters around your local town it would always be like american style wrestling so i just thought it was like american companies that had just come over to like do a show and it would always be like um kane spelt with like a c or like yes. <laughs> uh double h or something so it would never look like any any good to watch um so yeah and then i kind of like got like lita left in 2006 so i carried on watching it for a few more years because at that point i'd still got some investments in other other characters and then when I went to university in 2012 I kind of like just lost interest because at that point I was 18 I was way cooler than wrestling you know like I was yeah, at a that time. Would be the like yeah. late 90s I was like yeah yeah 17 I was, 18 I don't like yeah I just got to <laughs> university I just moved to a different city I'd like got into a really cool drama school I was drinking I had friends I could go out and party and not worry about like anything because I was an adult um so yeah I stopped watching it for a couple of years and then in my third year um after I'd like kind of finished because like my final project was in May I think of 2015 but we still had to like hang around because our course didn't officially end until June um so I think I had like my month in Liverpool where I was just kind of like not doing anything I didn't have to go to classes or anything I was just there basically until I got like we could leave um so I ended up just I don't know what caught my attention about it again, but something did. I don't know whether I don't know if the dates Caroline or if it like Caroline. I don't know if that's the right one. If the dates like matched up or if it was like a clip from a, a couple of years. Where I think like it mm-hmm. was like an anniversary show where Lita came back and she like smacked Gillian Hall or something. And I was like, oh, Lita. yeah. But I didn't realize it was just like <laughs> a, like a you know a visit. For what? <laughs> yeah. So I kind of watched that and then I kind of got back into it slowly. Um. And then when I moved to Nottingham, I saw I was kind of lost because I was I moved to Nottingham 
and um, because my other half was still at university here um and I was working to like save up because the original plan was like to move down to London and act and you know work in, in theatre but I was like we're gonna save some money and then we'll move because London's obviously mm-hmm. expensive um and then I saw a saw a shirt I saw a house of pain resting show advertised well they're like it didn't look as corny as like the stuff that I remember seeing when I was like younger of like like American style wrestling mm-hmm. like this like the poster was cool and it looked like there were some cool like guys on the posters um which turned out to be like Joseph Connors and like Gabe yes. Kidd. so I was like oh these look sick and so I went and watched the show and then afterwards they mentioned something about like a training school like they just mentioned it you know it's just like a throwaway kind of thing with like the next dates um mm-hmm. so I messed it I ended up talking to Sticks afterwards the guy who runs it and uh yeah yeah i had my first class on uh the 22nd of december 2015 and i never moved to london no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never went to do um theater yeah my life <laughs> changed directly so did, you have, did you have an idea of a character you wanted to be when you started training or was it just um not really it's like uh, kind of i mean <laughs> the massage character was the massage character actually was a character that i would do as like a bit at drama school so i went to drama school did oh, right. like, uh, community theater there community arts um and we used to do improvisation quite a lot um so visage or like a version of visage would always be like a character that i'd fall into and we'd build stuff around it yeah. it wasn't called visage i think his name was like victor or something and it would be like just improv and like a bit silly and whatever um but then when you know i'd learned i'd learned the rest inside very like, quite quickly because again through theater and dance wrestling is very similar so like the wrestling part kind of came very like quickly as in learning yeah. learning like the basics <clears throat> very very quickly because it just reminded me of like learning choreography um and then i remember one training session they were like it's good but now you just need to like add the extra parts like you need to add in like the the character bits the mini bits so i was like okay sick let's just try something and then all of a sudden like the like this version of Assage came out that was like the very very first like version of the character which was like a heel like supermodel bit of a yeah so when like, i first saw you you were the other the world famous supermodel yeah the supermodel i'm pretty sure the first match i saw you were i think you were teaming with tyler adams oh elevate elevation the all-star wrestling and i think i'm sure you're against gabriel kidd and spider-man oh my god i hate that in, that that day i was in that new brighton yeah, yeah, no, that was also that was the day I decided I'd never work for um a holiday. Like I'd never work a camp show ever again. That yeah. day, that was just such a um uh, that yeah, it just wasn't a, a great day. Like it, we had the travel up there was awful because of like roadworks. It took like four and a half hours when really it should only take like wow. two. Um the. The first thing that came out of the promoter's mouth was very, like, not okay to say to me. Um, no. And then I think they ended up, like, they gave me and Gabe, like, £100, it, like, to share between, like, his wage, my wage, and, tra- like, travel. travel expenses. Wow. And I was, like, and because at that point, I think I was wrestling for maybe, like, a year. Um, It just was, like, awful. And, like, I couldn't be the Versace character either that way because... No. I was told not to. I was told basically don't do any of the like that the gay stuff. Cause before that was the first thing out of the promoter's mouth. Like before he'd even seen me, so it was kind of like 
before we wow. came, I was like oh okay sick and I just said like I remember literally texting sticks straight afterwards and I was like never ever put me forward for any of that like, no. with that company ever again or any like holiday camps because I couldn't at that point I could only imagine that they'd all be the same because you kind of hear things as well when you're training yeah, at that time like oh yeah the camp shows are all kind of like run by the same people and it's a bit like you know slightly backwards and they don't care about what they say and it's like you've got a some like a black person that's the villain or you've got like Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's no secret like um one one of the big companies um holiday companies got all of their bloody contracts taken off them for for racist and homophobic things that the the owner said so yeah. You know, NGW moved in and it became a lot more, a lot better. So, like, it did, like, you know, but yeah, I'm as amazing as that first viewing is. <laughs> that, yeah. That's really for me. Like, it wasn't the best day. So, I, I kind of wish our first time together would have been a bit more, a bit different. <laughs> yeah. The second time, the second time I saw you in the Vessel Island Rumble in 2018. Mm-hmm. Very. I think I didn't see. I didn't see you again until TNT Ignition, and then the next time I saw you, you had the shaved head and you had a new like persona. You know, what the... Yeah, the actual gimmick, the 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 gimmick that gets me paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It's so been... talk us through how the characters evolved over the years. That's a, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it was the superstar. It super was the, yeah, it was the supermodel of the world gimmick first, which was more like kind of like a. I don't know what like a Tyler Breeze character, mm. you know, very Tyler Breezy NXT days um, with like Mickey James style flares. It was kind of just like all my favorite wrestlers at the time, just like mixed into. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that kind of changed into more of a I don't know, like kind of not. It was still the kind of the same, but a bit more like flamboyant slightly with like maybe a bit of like mascara on or some eyeliner or something just dabbling with the world of like what massage would be and then all of a sudden one day i was like no do you know what i'm just gonna go for it if i want to do this drag character as well like i'm gonna just do it i'm just gonna go for it and then it happened and and i mean i'm glad it did like i'm glad that it did because it's been such a crazy journey but like looking back at some of you very very early like drag mm. massage like promos and stuff for like TNT. Oh my god, it's awful. Compared to what <laughs> compared to what it all is now, like yeah. oh my god, it was rough. Like, oh like it was just so basic. But like I don't know, I thought I looked great at the time, but now looking back I was like, oh my gosh, that was that was rough. But I think like I I think the best version of the massage character is now. Like, mm. you know, I've after this comeback with like this the whole i think comeback is in like wrestling in the world mm-hmm. you know i think yeah. the look the look is there the you know physically i feel the best i have I-, I ever have like creatively as well movement wise i just think this now is like the best version of massage and i i've said it a few times now on different podcasts and to friends like i'm counting this year now so like it would be my technically my sixth year in wrestling is mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm counting that as like my first really because oh amazing yeah. I wasn't really ready not I wasn't ready I think like the thing is in my career has always been everything's just just kind of been rushed like because of my background I only trained for six months before I ended up getting on shows mm-hmm. and then after six months 
I was on shows and I was traveling around the country with like other other taking other wrestlers to their shows and like meeting around people yeah. and, and I was being you know because I got to know people I was I was given opportunities which amazing thank you for all of them but I just wasn't ready for them but you kind of yeah. have to just like do it you kind of just have to be like okay yeah sick I'll do it whatever because if you turn like especially at the time if you turn down a booking you never knew what you just didn't know if it was ever going to come back you know you didn't know if you were going to get this experience again so yeah and I think then it kind of all just kind of got like oh there's this character called Visage he kind of does like a drag gimmick bring him in and then it would be like I don't know, it would always just kind of, I'd get these amazing opportunities and, but they would never really go anywhere or I just wasn't prepared. And in my mind at the time, oh, I was, I was way ready for it. I, I thought mm. I should get more opportunities, but then, you know, having that break and then having the world say, let's take longer. And retrospectively, I wasn't. And now I know that I am, you know. Because I'm working harder as well. I think towards like yeah, the, the three, four years in, after I've been given so many opportunities and like kind of proved like proved to myself that I could do some of it, whatever. I think I've just kind of got a bit like not like not lazy. I don't know if that's the word, but just kind of like oh, I know what I can do. Like I don't really need to try very hard. I don't have to try. I can. I know what I'm doing. I know what this blah blah. Which is such a stupid mindset to have because you always kind of want to improve. And then you mm. kind of get like, well, why is this person getting the opportunity when I'm I should get it. And then again, that's such a bad place to be. Um, so yeah, I think honestly, COVID and that six months, the, the two years now, basically that I've had off have been like yeah. the best thing for me to do because now I know, you know, I've changed as a person. I've, um, I don't know. I've just changed as a person. I've changed mentally, physically. And now I know that this is 110% what I want to do with the rest of my life. So I'm ready. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That new the new black and white attire looks amazing. That's the thing. Oh, thank you so so much. Yeah, I yeah. it's it is pretty sick to be fair. Um mm. and I can't wait for more gear, but like yeah, I just think it's such a cool I just don't know. I think the character. I just think personally myself with the gear and the look and the new I don't know, I just I feel like this is such a different kind of like I'm excited for to do stuff. Mm. Yeah, and then and then like I say any sort of the last you came in number 20 in the Rumble, so I've only really seen a couple of minutes of you since. But you did look fierce, and I'm so looking forward to the match with um, Chase Alexander on the 29th. I think it was going to be know. amazing. Cause... Yeah, the yeah the Rumble the Rumble was kind of a, I don't know, it was a weird, not a weird position to be in. It was kind of like, it was nice, because I think it, that was like my second, yeah, second booking back. So mm-hmm. I don't want for House of Pain, like, sticks, like, because TNT was supposed to be my first. Um, yeah, but I was like, I said to I said to Sticks, I was like, because he has some trainee shows coming up, and I was like, please just give me like eight minutes. That's what I need, just to like wrestle, get the nerves out, get like ring rust off, and just whatever. So you know, I was lucky lucky to do that with someone that I've worked with a few times before, um, and that was kind of chill. So then by the time I got to like, then when I did get to TNT, I knew it was only like a minute, like a minute, minute and a half, just to build this story. I was like, okay, sick. Mm-hmm. This is going to be cool. Yeah. Like I'm ready for it, and then like. There was some Versage chants between, like, early on in the show, and then some Versage chants, like, at the very beginning of the Rumble. So I was like, okay, sick, like, people are ready for this. Um, so, yeah, and then when it came out and, you know, I felt great. I felt like it went really well. And looking back at the footage, it looked, it, it looked good, but it was still a bit rushed. Like, now, looking back as a retrospect, like, my eyes, you know, but I think that's every performer. I always think that you pick apart it a little bit. Um, 
But I, I think am you excited. looked intense that you wanted to. You wanted to get your hands on Chase. Was like, which so. was the story, really? And you, got, was... you got a cute, and you got a huge pop as well. Just, yeah, like... which was sick. Like saying that it's been like two years, and also like I've not done a few of the like. Yeah, it's been. It was amazing. So I am really looking forward to, to the the match with Chase on the 29th of mm. August. Yeah, start at the pre at the previous show. He had your wig. One of the ring crews come up and he put his wig on you, and then just whacked him over the head to the chair. So it's kind of Everyone, just building it. Even though you were there, he's building this story. It's just looked... yeah, and that's been quite nice. Like um, Jay and and Kieran, the, the people that run TNT, they messaged me and they were like, "Look, I know that t- COVID obviously has put a, a, a like a long time between the setup of this story because we started that story like." I don't know, 20, 2019. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he, you know, smacked me with the chair in in a match. Like, um, and that was, it must have been like, I don't know, I took some time off in November. So I think that must have been like probably August, probably like mm. literally two years ago. Um, yeah. And then it and then it was building, building, and the world stopped. So, they messaged us saying, like, what do you want to do? Like, we can either just call it quits and I don't, like, people might not, it's just, we can just start all afresh, like, everything, or we can carry on. And we were like, oh, you know, we might as well have something to go back to instead of, again, just random matches. Um, mm. So I think, like, <clears throat> the the booking and Chase have done really well, like, to keep building the story over the last, like, two shows that they've had um, before mm-hmm. the Rumble. So, yeah, but I would like to clarify, because people have asked this before, that wig was not mine that was no. that was not i would no. i would never let anyone think that is my wig that is ratty. <laughs> um yeah some stage hand some person that was doing like the running at the show was like oh do you want me to go get your wig and i was like I've, I've, which one he's like oh the blue one i was like it, no <laughs> chase keep that thank you very much that is not my wig <laughs> at all <laughs> but yeah we've not wrestled we've not wrestled for like we had one singles match beforehand, maybe like three years ago, and then obviously we had mm-hmm. the stuff that was like two years ago, which was like a, I think it was like an elimination gauntlet. So we didn't really touch very much. No. So yeah. it'd be fun to see because I mean, you know, we've, we've gone through some changes, and it'll be sick. I think like his intensity levels really changed. Like, oh my god, he he looks great mm. um, in the ring. I've been watching some of his stuff lately just to kind of get some ideas. And I know mine definitely has as well. So I think we're going to have, like, I think it'll be sick. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, then this Saturday, 21st, are you hosting a lipstick ba- battle? Are you in a lips- lips- lip- lipstick battle? Well, wow. North Wrestling on the 21st. I will be hosting the official Visage Open lipstick battle. Um, I've done yes. a few of them. At other companies, they usually uh, descend into some sort of violence. Um, <laughs> yeah, they or never they never have the intention, obviously, but they always no. it'll be there'll be a couple of competitors that want to lip sync for their lives. Um, they don't, there's no, no there's nothing to win, so I don't. It's just to show off, really, um, and mm. maybe get some applause from an audience. Um, but there will be. I always do a demonstration before. You know, just to give some kind of like rules, boundaries, some expectations of yes. what I expect, and then each competitor will give us a little, uh, little number depending on what they want to perform. We've had some great ones in the past. I'm expecting "Man, I Feel Like a Woman." That always is a classic that someone does. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see where who is part of that. I was gonna say, is uh, 
Matthew and Tom Campbell still the commentators? No, fuck I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. Okay. I could see Tom wanting to do it. Tom would be good at that. Anyone could do it. Honestly, I might yeah, just like... He seems like somebody would well up for that. He could do yeah, it. Yeah, I might just like, Keith, um, Keith, Keith song. Also, there's like it's the Newcastle lot. It's the Newcastle fans, and they're crazy. From the stuff that I've done in Newcastle before, yeah. like Newcastle fans are probably like some of the best wrestling fans in the entire UK. So, like, yes. I'm sure one of them will uh, happily jump in and give us a demonstration too. Oh, that'd be hilarious! <laughs> well, I'll put, I'll put tickets to for my shows in the description below. <laughs> so, I, I as we did mention before, um, we did have the speaking out movements in June last year. So. How do you want breasts to be different? And do you feel it has changed? Yeah, well, you know, I think speaking out was such an incredibly important thing to happen. Um, and I'm, you know, glad it did. And hopefully it's changed. I think the, the the shows that I've done since coming back, I've done a couple now. Like, I mean, obviously the people, the ones that I've done, there's been no one associated with the speaking out movement involved, which has been amazing mm, because definitely. obviously there shouldn't be. Um I just see it more at the moment with like a lot of it's just more COVID related at the moment. I think people are still trying to get their head wrapped around that where it's like, have you been tested? Have you done this test? Have you done where we need this many negative LFDs? We need, have Mm. you been vaccinated? So I don't know if it's, I think it's still a priority, but I think people are just at the moment trying to get these like COVID procedures done, which I don't know. I can understand why they're they're doing that because obviously they don't want to get the show shut down but also speaking out should still be like forefront of their of their minds um but i mean i look at the people that i've the people that i've chosen to work for are companies that i that haven't booked anyone um i don't know if i don't think that's been the case for every wrestling show that's come back in the uk um which is sad but they're getting called out on a on it and as they should you know so yeah i um, I think it's just going to be a motion and a movement that is like, and it, it shouldn't be this way, but I feel like it's going to be this way where it's going to have to be constantly mentioned to mm-hmm. until it's until it's how we want it to be. Um, but you know, sometimes, and I don't think sometimes it's. Oh, I'm trying to think of the word. I don't think sometimes it's intentional. I think no, because there was so the thing was to speaking up because of the horrifically mass volume of how many people were called out and how many companies were called out and this there were so many that some people have flown under radars on because obviously the twitter algorithm as well you only see kind of like who you're following or who's like if someone's like if someone you're follows like someone else's post so you only get to see so much that you don't there's no way one person's twitter is going to have an absolute every single person because even that like you know, there was that whole like, oh, there's a list going around of every single person that was on there. But then some of that list got like debunked because of like people proving that people had made up ones just to call. So it was it was hard. So, you know, I it think was hard, yeah. as, ama- as amazing as the Speaking Up movement is and amazing as everyone's still calling it out when there's bullshit happening. I do think sometimes we have to like remember like, OK, there was a lot of information that went around. If something happens... Or if someone's on a show with someone, let's just like nicely and gently remind them, like, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. maybe just look into this, like, look into this company that you've just uh, announced to be with, because like, you, I think it's just remembering that a lot of information got released in a very, very short period of time. It was like, yes, two weeks and like three weeks. Is that two, yeah. yeah, two three weeks and like hundreds of people got named. Like, 
that's a lot of information, especially around the same time as like all like the Black Lives Matter um, movements were happening, like with George Floyd, and then COVID was all still brand new to us as well. So like there was a lot of information to take in in those like those three weeks. So mm-hmm. I think like it's great, and I can't wait. I I think it's amazing that we're still pushing for it and still making sure that wrestling is safer, which is the end goal at the end of the day. But I do think maybe we need to remember like there was a lot of information. You can only remember so much. So if you see something, say something, but don't automatically go for... You don't care about speaking out. Like, maybe they do. Yeah, maybe definitely. they've just not... Maybe they've just <clears throat> instantly not seen... I'm not speaking about, like, the big ones. Like, you have to be, you'd have to be stupid not to, like, see the big names that were mentioned because, you know, some yeah. of them were, like, WWE, some of them were AEW, you know, big, big names. You'd be stupid not to know them ones. But, like, you know smaller local ones then i think maybe be just a bit more like hey just to just to let you know like maybe look into this a bit more so mm-hmm. but you know we're on the right path and i think we're on the we're on the path of making wrestling a much safer environment which at the end of the day it is and also like being backstage with people and i don't know if this is like the lack of wrestling that we've had for the two years so everyone's just happy to be back as well and mm-hmm. you know it does feel a lot nicer backstage areas because everyone's yeah. just more, like everyone's just not on edge around these guys that were like you know bullies at the end of the day because they obviously didn't want their like dirty secrets getting out so to mm-hmm. stop it they would just become like the big dogs and they'd you know make everything about them and make them the most important self- person in the room so you know it has felt way more positive backstage so hopefully that can carry on and also i think i think people have so much i think people have dealt with so much bullshit that i don't think it could it can't get as bad as it was because as no, soon as it was, people would just be like no yeah you, i don't think you could be a bad promoter or a bad trainer school these days it's just people won't go for it so yeah there was the, a new promotion up in the northwest and east and the promoter sacked one of the girls for asking about um safeguarding oh, and then the hot red flag and then the hot and the whole the whole roster just left. No good. Now he now he has to book people from Scotland, so God knows what his expenses are going to be. That's but, the thing. Yeah. Like it's it is just those, those moments now where it's like as soon as the first red flag happens, that's it. We're 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 going to question. We're going to ask. Like, and we're not going to just yes, okay, thank you for booking. Like, no, no, thank you. We're in, done. In like two or, two or three days, the whole the whole the whole roster are gone. That's, yeah, that's amazing. We're, this is Benji from the Land of Gentry, and if you've got any class, you'd be listening to Broken But Glorious. If you're a promoter for a day, promoting a show, using wrestlers you've either worked with, trained with, wrestlers are associated with you in some way, if I give you a match type, you'll tell me who you put in that match. And as it's your show, every match can be intergender, every match can be triple threat, every match can be fight for a multiple person, it's whatever you want, it's your show. <laughs> so, right, so, who will be in your opening contest to get the crowd excited? Oh, opening contest. Okay. Oh god, this is where I sit at the back of shows that I watch and I'm like, mm, I would have done this, but now <laughs> I get <laughs> Opening contest, you want something f- like, I think, quick, fun. Um, I would have... I'd probably have someone like Connor Mills. Yes. Versus mm, Connor Mills because he's got he's really good at right. He's so good. Um, Mm -hmm. versus someone like do you know what? I'd have Connor. I'd have 
Connor Mills versus Ridgeway actually because I oh, feel wow. like yeah. they would have like a really good like oh well, I know they would because I've seen it I've seen them work before but like I feel like they'd have a really good because you know an open is an opener it would be like the mm-hmm. that's the kind of you either want to be first or last on a show you know like yes you get to set the pace of the show they're both incredible technical wrestlers so you know that you're going to have like a really cool start to a show but then they Definitely. both can just go full hog and I think yeah I'd have uh, Connor Mills versus Ridgeway and I think I'd have who would I have over I think I'd have I'd have uh, I'd have Ridgeway over <laughs> yeah. oh wow yeah <laughs> that's yeah Connor Mills is somebody I've not seen live yet but I've seen what I've seen on YouTube is amazing like... oh yeah he's <sighs> so 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 good like honestly like oh it's so I think there's just so much talent. Like, it's just, it's one of those things where, like, you love watching it because it's amazing. Like, you're a wrestling fan mm-hmm. first, but then it's also annoying. She's like, damn, I want to be as good as them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about a comedy match? A comedy match. Um, I'd have Kaz. So I'd have good old Sesha Ma, uh, yes. Martina <laughs> in there in some mix. I'd have Crowley involved myself if i can put myself on the cards and then you'd have to have a straight man so i'd probably have like warren banks Ooh, that'd be interesting yeah i'd have like us three just being idiots and then like warren you know like warren straight man that's just a bit like what the f- what is going on and he just <laughs> batter up <laughs> triple spears just <laughs> exactly triple spears spear. all at once <laughs> i'd have like i'd have session moth over and then you just like, you've got a party then, haven't you? Really? Yeah, definitely. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun match. Uh, what about your women's title match? Uh, Kanji. Yes. That's, yeah, Kanji. Um, I love Kanji versus uh, Alex Windsor. Oh yes, that'd be yeah. fun. Maybe Charlie Evans thrown in there too, because uh, Kanji and Charlie's story. I don't know if you followed it over at uh, Wrestling Resurgence, but that was incredible too. Like, yeah, Kanji. That was amazing. Charlie Evans, Alex Windsor. I think that'd be sick because they've all got such different styles mm. that I think it would be just a, an amazing, amazing match to watch. Especially because, like, I don't know, I think it would just... Like, triple threats are hard enough anyway sometimes. And I know that the girls wouldn't do, like, the basic, like, get rid of one, work two, like, mm. two of us work, then the other one gets rid of... Like, I know that they would, would not do that. And I think it'd be really intricate and really, like, fun to watch you'd have some really cool ideas and then over it would have to be kanji i can't like can't book a show and not put my best friend over <laughs> but i didn't put myself I with, Char- yeah. <laughs> yeah, with charlie uh, no you could, you could have like a hardcore elements as well how exactly. she's gone these days different styles so, like... on death match. Oh, that'd be great <laughs> about a uh, hardcore extreme rules stipulation type match or um well oh actually right okay that's the i would for i'd take charlie out of the previous match um and put no i'll just take charlie out of the previous match and then have like we're known like kanji versus i keep doing that i'd take charlie out of the previous match and i'd put so it'd just be kanji versus alex and then i'd have um charlie versus um there's a guy called alton thorne who is from nottingham who is such yeah. an incredible guy. He's like one of my mm. best mates. Um, but he has that kind of gimmick where it's like hardcore anyway. His like biggest influence is Mick Foley. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. 
he's got a death match coming up, which is really looking forward to because so, for some crazy reason he that's what he wants to do. Um, so I think <laughs> I would allow him to fulfill his fantasies of being in oh, a crazy nice. death match. And also, I know like Charlie could kick his ass, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be amazing. Yeah, Elton Ford, somebody I've heard nothing but good things about. So oh, he's amazing. He's seen live. He's really, really incredible. Again, he was a guy that had a theatre background that found his way into wrestling, and he's amazing to watch. Oh, amazing. How about your mid-card title match? So you like your workhorse match? Or... Um, I That's a good point. I'd have... I would have Elijah... Yes. ...versus... This would probably be my triple threat. I'd have Elijah versus... Um, Keenan, who was just on the on the yes, like Keenan, yeah, from the northwest, versus um another guy from the northwest. He's Australian, and I can know his name. His first name's Lachlan. I can't remember his last name at the moment. Which you know, I apologise, but hopefully we can maybe link it down below or something. But yeah, his name's Lachlan. Yes. Let me try and find it. Let I'll have a quick Twitter because I we train together, so I. It's, I just don't know how to pronounce it. Lachlan Sharp. That's not yes. even hard to remember. Okay. Lachlan Sharp, that's it. So it would be, um, yeah, Elijah versus Keenan versus Lachlan Sharp. That would be my, like, triple threat, oh. workhorse, middle title. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Keenan's such a nice guy. I interviewed him a couple of months ago, and I met him last... I worked at OPW last week, and he, he was... Yeah, I think he just drove a load of guys up because he was there in the crowd. Yeah, he really is. It's amazing. Like we've uh, we've trained together now for a couple of months, and up up at Future Shock, and he's one of those guys. And I I put it, I tweeted it out the other day. Like he is one of those guys that just makes everything look so effortless when he does it, Mm. and it's so amazing to watch but so frustrating to watch as a worker because <laughs> yeah. you're like what how yeah everything he does just makes it look so so good yeah I interviewed Chris and Ryan from Synergy and they said they just got to ride his coattails to the top <laughs> that's their plan <laughs> so, uh, uh, your tag team title match um Young Guns versus Jim, uh, Lycos Jim easy yes easy, easy. that's great man. Yeah, my my six got a slice obsession with like kid like us two at the moment. Yeah, so. very very good. I'd have yeah those two, and then I'd probably have like another tag match on the card with them. Uh, change his name at the moment, but Bino and then uh, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Bino Brandon versus maybe Connor Mills can do two. He can do a double, Carney. He? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Connor and uh, Michael. Okay, or. No, actually, scrap that. I'd have I'd have Bino versus for a second tag match on the card. I'd have Bino versus. Uh, sorry, I go again. Um, for us, if we had a second tag match on the card, I'd have obviously Bino and Brandon versus. Who could who would we have? If I could dream, I'd have Pretty Deadly. If I could like dream, but oh yes, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, there's some NEC live as well, so I've really enjoyed them on NXT UK. Yeah, they've been great. Honestly, I think again, it's just been such a cool time to see them grow. It's just a shame that there's not been an audience for them to grow because I know that they would get such a reaction. I've got the mini Thunderdome on NXT UK. At the moment, it's dead small compared to the big one. It's like two screens. But it's, I think they're trying. So, and then it's your main event, your Versace Championship. I'd have oh my main oh I didn't maybe I've played my cards too quickly with people. Um 
main I would have. What I have? That's a good one. I would have Gabe, Gabriel Kidd in there, oh. if I could bring him back from Japan, because I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel Kidd versus. He's very, he's very young as well now, isn't he? Isn't he like 24 oh, or something? Baby. Stupidly young. Yeah. yeah. He's going to do such incredible things when he's, by the time he's like 30, he's going to be like the six time world champion of whatever company he ever goes to, you mm. know. Get it. Um, yeah, Gabe. Gabe versus. Do you know what? I think I'd have Gabe versus Doug. Yes. Yeah. Doug Williams. Yeah. That'd be great. That's oh, like, yeah. That'd be my. Future legends versus legend. That'd be cool. Yeah. And like especially that. those styles of like, obviously, Doug's world travel, like, mm-hmm. insane amount of like knowledge. And then the way Gabe is now from going to Japan and learning and living in that lifestyle and, you know, Japan and LA at the dojo, like, his so so good. I mean, he was good anyway. Like it, he was mm-hmm. so good anyway. But that just level of training just made him like top tier now. So I think that would be a great match to watch. I think oh, that would be great match. I'd love to see that one. <laughs> oh yeah, that card's amazing. I want to see that. <laughs> I want to see that too. Actually, if someone's got like a few thousand <laughs> pounds <could>. to lend me, <laughs> so I can get a nice venue and a nice ring. Because I think if I had the if I had the money to do it, like because me and a guy called Lucas Arch, we ran um, Paradox in Nottingham for a couple of shows. Um, yeah. But then he um, he decided to have a baby, so selfishly of him, uh, wow. <laughs> and his uh, you know finances had to go in different places, which you know understandable. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, if I got a chance to run a show again, I would. But it would have to be as a worker as well. I know that I'd want a venue that has a really nice backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not just stuck in one room that's the size of like a living room with no toilet, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'd want it to be like a nice venue with cool lighting and like effects and a real cool like Tron. I'd want to, you know, it would have to be sick. Honestly, I'd want to run like, I don't know, like maybe Rock City in Nottingham if you've ever been there. Oh, yeah, I've been there. I've, I've, I've been there. I'd say I've been there. I've been there drunk. Yeah. Once. I don't really remember being there. By yeah. the time we got to Rock City, we'd been out most of the day. I went yeah. to see my friend who went to not number uni in like late nineties. Yeah. I've not been there since the early two thousands. It's probably two thousand, two thousand and one I went. So I would love to run a show. I would love to love to run a show at the um the bombed out church as well in Liverpool. Oh, oh, I Liverpool. think that would be yes. so, so sick. Um it would be I'd so be 